Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, Internet! Do you want to know what the Marvel Movie News fans thought of Wonder Woman? Do you want to know what DC Movie News thinks of Runaways? Do you want to talk about all things karmic? This is a very comic movie and TV show holiday special spectacular! (laughs) Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Oh, Jingle Bells, Batman smells, Robin Lady! The Batmobile lost his wheel, Joker got away! Hey! Uh, yes! yes! Holiday nerd out! It is the holidays. Holiday nerd out! Holiday! You know, nothing says the holidays like geeking out, family, and sharing what you love. And so, <laughs> I would like to welcome you to a very comic book and movie TV show holiday special spectacular where we freak about how awesome it is to love yes. comics and all adaptations from all over the world in 2017. We are coming to you live from the Amalgam Universe, gathering together to talk about everything from both houses of ideas. Welcome. I am Corey John Rowe at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E. I can't know my name. Joined by Marquis McCarty. At M-A-R-K-E-I-A. M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. And Roxy Strike! You know how to spell her name? And whatever. Adam Gertler at Adam Gertler all the time, anytime. No. All the time. That All that zeal was brought to you by the fact that we've been gearing up for half an hour. We are holidayed up. We got cookies. We got eggnog-like substances. Yes. We got Amazing hydration. peanut butter cookie. And the yes. best thing was, though we were late, we were celebrating how much each of us wanted to talk about the other's properties we don't get to on our respective shows. I also don't know if you can call it late, considering they didn't know this was even happening. So bonus for That's you true. guys. Extra we're content. Early. We're early to nothing and something. So I wanted to thank you guys for joining us. I want you to watch this through the holidays. I want you to show your family what kind of weird stuff you're into. And most importantly, for me, this is about showing that there is no, like, separation in comics. We are all (laughs) comic fans. We can like everything together. So, in honor of the holidays, we're going to rock some Christmas story-type goodness. And we're going to do Ghosts of Christmas Past, Ghosts of Christmas Present, and Ghosts of Christmas Future when it comes to comic books. And all the Scrooges slash trolls on the internet can learn that we can all love everything. And that is my goal of this show. I really think that, uh... Everything is good to watch together, guys. So, we're yes. going to start with the Ghosts of Comic Smith's Past. And we're going to start with DC movies. So, DC movies. We have a lot of ghosts. This year. <laughs> You're going to start with year. the one good we're thing gonna, we got? No, you guys. You guys <laughs> You're going to start with that one good? That's we're it? We're going to start two no. good. You guys got two good movies this year. Yeah, they're excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Two good movies nice. this year were, we got Thank Lego Batman. So yes. And we got Wonder Woman. Yes, we did. Now, I'd like Suck you guys it. to tell Don't us care. what you guys thought. It's, uh, that was this year. How crazy is that? That's yeah. wild. That is wild. Wonder Woman feels like a different lifetime ago. It feels like so long ago. Pre and post WW. Mm-hmm. Yet, what I will say is that people are still talking about it, which yep. shows the mm-hmm. impact this truly had. I was expecting this to do better during award season. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Globes, really surprised with Patty not getting nominated, with the film not getting nominated, with Gal not getting nominated. I feel yeah. like that's right up their alley. 
Valley. Yeah, I agree. Mm. But this movie was amazing, and it finally gave us something to talk about on our show. You guys have no idea how it feels. <laughs> they I, don't know. I loved Wonder Woman. It was a paradigm shift of what you can expect from mm-hmm. superhero movie because of the vulnerability, because of her innocence, and because of no man's land. Oh my lord! That is probably one of my absolute favorite moments in of all of comic movies. And yeah, yeah, in all of comic movies, definitely the highlight of the film. Um, I think you know it's interesting. Twenty seventeen is going to go down as a year. It's like we almost had so much goodness we can't even process it all yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many. Go- I mean, I-, I don't think too many of these comic book films shit the bed this year. Like no. there was so <laughs> much goodness this year. Uh, obviously, Wonder Woman for not just being a really well done film, but the timing, the paradigm shift. You know everything that's happened with the collapse of the evil patriarchy that runs the world. Uh, <laughs> that movie I mean, is so starting timely. with Daisy and Star Wars, and like because these things are not just like good for a female character, and I'll see it, but like universally, everybody's just about these characters mm-hmm. in a way that is outside of sexuality. And um, it, the cultural significance of Wonder Woman, you know, maybe rightly so, has superseded its, you know. Quality. It's a it's a touchstone of a film. You know what I mean. And it's I, a watershed moment. We've have so many properties. We're going to talk about present. We're going to talk about future. We have so many properties every year. We have so many properties from Marvel in the past. I think the best relationship in any comic movie to date is Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. I think I love the relationship that. and and that's I'm I'm counting New Line. I'm counting Fox. I'm I'm saying everything. I think that's the best relationship, and I think that's because they trusted the audience to believe an actual relationship could take place in a sword and sandals superhero movie. I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> Do you Who disagree? No, I. Oh, it's over. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I have. Yeah. I have the notebook happening at me with Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's no, over. but I, I was saying, like, who would have thought? how satisfying it could be to have the romantic interest be a three-dimensional character with their own wants and their own ambitions and goals and morals well, and then have that go in line with the lead character. Who could have thunk that? I know. And then to get such a great... Spoilers, guys, if you haven't seen this stuff, I can't imagine that you're one of like a hundred people watching us right now, so it seems silly to even say that. But... To then get a well-earned sacrifice at the end of that film, you know, mm. where obviously we know Wonder Woman's not going to die, but you're going to, I mean, like, because we were saying before, it's like, oh, well, they're not going to keep her in, in that time period, so what are they going to do with Chris Pine, and is it just a one and done for him, or are they going to do some stupid, cheesy grandson yeah. thing, or incarnation, oh, man. and who knows, but for right now, it was a great sacrifice in the film. The villain a lot of people criticize in the film, and it's not great. But what is great is the retelling of the moment, mm-hmm. the different perspective, the the absence of sound yeah. that happens, and then you hear it like it's it's really emotional. And it like after the No Man's Land sequence, which oh. you mentioned, it's like it, it finishes on a great note, like it sticks a landing. For me, I think that was one of the few comic deaths that had all the impact it needed to, because of the fact that it was in a different period. We know, we theoretically know, because of that photo, that he stays dead. And to me, that shows that comic movie deaths can have impact. It's not the Colson experience. So everybody like, knock on wood. With yeah, that's all, true. All, all <laughs> one moment to start in Chris Pond. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, so um, what? It's like, no, ta- he needed to die. Did I mean, we talk sorry, about um, uh, uh, Batman 2? I mean, Lego Batman as mm. well. Yeah, we, yeah Lego Batman's. I, yes. That was, uh, that was even before. That was in February, February. Right? It was, yes. the, it was the Valentine's Day movie. But for some reason, that feels sooner to me than Wonder Woman. Because I guess I've so waited iconic, my whole life. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but Lego Batman like really hit it for that family touchstone. I enjoyed the oh, heck out of this. So much Not only did it uh, 
um, pay homage to just the ridiculousness that's Batman. Like, yes, Batman had all of those outfits. Yes, they should all exist in the Batman cave. And I love the continuance of that particular Batman. Yeah. Oh uh, what's his God. name? Uh, Will, Will, Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Arnett. Yeah. That particular Batman and to Zach get his own, uh, his own so crazy, right? like, so about And the deep it. cuts, the, the amount of villains and crazy deep Batman knowledge that movie got to dive into. Like, villains will never see in movies because this they movie, can do it there. That's yeah. what's the best thing about this movie is that it knows Batman better than any Batman has ever known Batman. <laughs> yeah. And references. that's why this, that's why at least people like myself are so excited that this guy, Chris McKay, would get his hands on any DC property because this guy he clearly cares. knows his stuff. Yeah, and he loves it. He loves it enough to make fun of it in a way that you also laugh with it. Yeah, because it's right. It's it's finding that that, that, that way to laugh at the thing but not at its own expense, to, mm. to laugh We're at our history. With, not at Batman. You're the history with the, the, yeah, what I will say about BBS. They made fun of BBS in their own movie. I mean, like, <laughs> like six months later, like six BBS months later, yeah. <laughs> it hadn't dried on BBS yet. They were like, "That's gonna be." Ooh. The one thing though is that the longevity of this movie. I don't feel like people are still remembering this as the big hit that it was when we all went to see it. We're like, "Yes, DC, slay, yeah. so good." I'm all about it. This movie is funny and it's cool and all the voices. But do you think that's because? I- the older people liked it and not the younger people because I internet. felt like I, w- I saw it in a screening okay okay we actually talk about this quite frequently together on our show DC Movie News <laughs> oh it's our show it's a... yeah I think that the problem is because it's easy for us to sit around the table and be like that movie was dope yeah I know my sister and her friends were not loving it they weren't watching it I was next it, to a 14 year old girl and I felt very uncomfortable with how I much I was laughing I was like those tears were coming out I was I lost my shit in a movie, one of the most I laughed in a theater this whole year. And like, this actual person who is probably the aimed, I don't know, market (laughs) for this thing, and I'm like 40, and I'm like, oh man, I don't know if this is okay. But it, but but I see that's why it had that effect, and they said it didn't you know it didn't go up from the Lego, it didn't make as much as the original Lego film. But the rewatchability of this for me is so high. Yes. Is so, so high. high. I can watch this anytime, anywhere. Yeah, just the lobster Thermidor itself. I'm like, what? So what? Oh, yeah. yeah. so this rich person did so from the seventies, and all the rich jokes and all the like layers they gave to both Bruce Wayne and Batman that they don't do in the movies. I just. So that was the Ghost of Comic Miss Pass for DC. Now, the Ghost of Comic Miss Pass for Marvel, we had Logan, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and Spider Man Homecoming this year. Piss off. So, oh, what a sucky <laughs> three movies. I'm just what saying, a shit year it was that, for you guys. That Oscar film and that tearjerker and then that reinvention of an iconic character was rough for us. We, yeah, uh, we struggled through. Yeah, I'm no, telling but, you, I don't know how we live. I just. Uh, yeah. Now, Logan was the first thing a lot of studios got uh, by way of screeners. Logan is going for the Oscar run, it's actually trying to qualify. I think it deserves it least the best supporting for, for Stewart. Yeah, uh, at least for Sir Patrick Stewart. This is going to be an unpopular opinion, but Logan was not my favorite of the Marvel films. Oh, okay. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. My problem is usually I see these movies on the earlier side when mm-hmm. the critics are watching them, and I watched this later. Uh, it was still opening weekend, but all of my friends, all of you guys had already seen it. Everybody was like, <laughs> this is the best movie that ever was. Don't <laughs> cry the whole time. And I went, and expectations were so high, and it didn't live up to the hype for me. I still really, really enjoyed it, yeah. mm-hmm. but it, I, I didn't think, like, wow, that tore apart my soul, or wow, yeah. I'm devastated. I was like, oh, that was a good one. 
Uh, overhype can be a hell of a thing. Yeah, yeah. and it really, it really was. Can. For me, it was like, um, it was set in this like pitch perfect dystopia world. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but you get to see um, Paul, Ex- uh, Paul Xavier. I did not. <laughs> you know, Paul Xavier. You know, Paulie. Oh, Paul, Paul, Paul Xavier. Oh, Charles uh, is an alternate universe. Paulie. Paulie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Professor there's Xavier. Kane Marco, there's Charles. There's- <laughs> Uh, Professor it. Xavier and Wolverine, and you have them near the end of, well, their epic art, and you really get how their lives are impossible. Yeah. It is impossible to and live X-23, the way that they live. And X-23, we need to get some credit to introducing oh. a character that I didn't think would translate to film Daphne as well Keen, as she did. Yeah. Daphne Keen, that character. And okay. heartbreaking moments in this film. I f- thought for the first six months, though, that her name was Ecstasy. I thought it was very bizarre, <laughs> and it, it was revealed to me that it was X-23, and I was like, yeah, I need to, oh, I need to be looking I'm closer go at this, this story. Comics, yeah, that makes a little more sense. She was taught by Paul Xavier, Exactly. She was at Paul's school for the gifted. The ecstasy learning. He runs the the school in Mexico. Well, there is the stripper storyline in X23. Do you guys know that? There's the the first time she was introduced to the comic before they kind of retconned it. There was a prostitute storyline in New York that was this young adult and it was wicked dark because it was basically leaning into the fact that her healing factor would be used nefariously and awfully. And it's this awful Ooh, like it's like she could never get pregnant sort she, of thing never, like it was you yeah. can take do whatever to the x23 it's gross yeah. it's, an, it's, it's pretty but, gross but the anime like pretty the, dark the, yeah. the illustrations are gorgeous it's got that really heavy hand like marvel max what book flavor. was that in uh i think it was called x23 i'll look it up um it was early in her career so i have a, a pretty, chat room uh, you know hook us up i have a very unique uh, nyx it was uh, called nyx okay nyx straight up on Logan, I you know this is one of the ones one of the coolest things I got to do for my other job, which is the uh, FX movie download thing. Uh, I get to do some uh, pre press interviews sometimes with the Fox Studios, right? Twentieth Century Fox. So I got to go to the press screening for Logan in New York, and then I got to sit down with James Mangold, Boyd Holbrook, Patrick Stewart, and Hugh Jackman, and do a little interview. And like I saw the f- movie before I talked to them, and I was like. It was going to be good, and it was like it was the third movie. None of us liked the first one. The second one was like <laughs> better. Like the beginning of the second one is no perfect, and some st- some of the stuff in Japan I love. I love the looks. Like garbage, garbage, just like garbage for garbage sake. It was as bad as Wolverine Origins again, which is why it's it's. So Mangle comes back on from the beginning of this film. Hugh Jackman has the clout to say um, this is going to be my last one we have to do it this way Deadpool allows it to happen yep. mm. clears the path that there's money to be made here and they make this and this is the other side to Fox being all over the place with continuity is that you could do these one off kind of films and you don't have to ground anymore it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who they were what they were what film counts or because it's off in the future Just and like it's comics, off to the side like annuals and one offs yes, and comics are always doing this to us it's true and, and the, but, but when Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman are relating it about the past and when I found you and that was very much Brian Singer's X Men One, X Men. You know, it, 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 it matters to us. The plot of the film is stupid. There's a the ending is ridiculous. the The fact that he fights his younger self, uh, you know, I wish there was some some better way. But Separate villains you. suck. But the relationship of Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman and Wolverine himself and the violence and the look of the film make it the my favorite probably comic book film of the year I would say. For me the fight choreography meets the brutality they trusted yeah. the character to have the, fact the that girl Logan, when the girl comes out with the head geez. and Logan, <laughs> what? Logan talked acted and moved like Logan because Hugh Jackman's always been able to play Wolverine and I feel like with this R.A.D. he was able to play Logan. I feel like we got James Howlett all the way and I also feel like this was the movie that sets the new bar for what R.A.D. movies can be. As much as I love Deadpool we now have a comedy R and we have a violent 
violent are, and that's what movies can be if they trust us. And I actually like the dichotomy. Uh, the, the dichotomy. I have no words. I like the <laughs> dichotomy of having the cloned younger Wolverine yeah. come in. in herself. Just be- oh God, yes. I mean, talk about yeah. having like the id just burst out of mm-hmm. the screen and like hit you in the face and like you know and kill your mentor at the yeah, same time. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, mean, I, I, don't, he, I don't, I don't, I don't hate the, it. I don't, no, 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 I don't I'm just hate saying, it. But I'm know, saying what I like. You said it was your favorite and, and, comic book movie of the year. No, it was. Yeah. And that, that the Ernie Hudson, like all oh, that. You know, I mean, like the family thing. Like there are so many great yeah. scenes. No, well, I'm just saying it's like. Yes, I see, you know, you could come out in both ways. It's kind of like a wash. I see both points of view on on him fighting himself. All about child Mm -hmm. mutants, too. Like, I love the idea Mm -hmm. of this Mm -hmm. army, and I I love any time it's not the adults. You see the affliction really in the children. And that's where it's like, wow, imagine if that was your actual life. Would it really even be cool? It's an impossible life. Yeah. I really like that it trusted itself to be a movie, not a comic movie. It was a movie first, comic movie second. And I also, like, you can watch this movie in black and white. The black and white cut's gorgeous. There's not another comic movie I can think of where you're like that's a classic film like you can't like dive back into it in the same way do you yeah. think Patrick Stewart will get any nominations he didn't so. get a globe I right or did he so. I I hope hope so. did Logan get anything did no. he get not nothing date. yes that's not a good sign but so what not really The glo- it's not a sign of anything it really is the isn't. globes this year and right they, yeah. they just yeah. I, they, was, they missed the ball. They missed the ball on this. Like, big time. I thought Patrick Stewart was just amazing. This he was. He was I mean, so it was my good. favorite thing. Now, speaking of crying, I personally cried in both Logan and Guardians Volume 2. Uh, when I we lost, Guardians. spoilers from six months ago, Yondu, uh, oh, I, I, that was such a powerful moment I didn't expect to feel so strongly about. Um, he died in Star-Lord's arms. In space, in space. And, like, it was the most cosmic death. It felt like the cover of a comic. And, like, we had the Mary Poppins y'all line, which is now pop culture, like, yeah. lexicon. Like, it's cosplay now. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And the movie had, uh, I think people expected something because of Guardians 1, so people don't talk about it as much because Guardians 1 rewrote what Marvel is. Like, Thor Ragnarok exists because of Guardians 1. But that's not fair because everybody, everybody's forgetting about Guardians 2 or not talking about it. And it's like, this movie was amazing. It was an amazing movie. I thought it was just as good as Guardians 1, and I know that's not popular opinion Same. either. But it's I, in my top seven Marvel movies. I in my top love half. it. I love this film. And for people to be like, but it's not Guardians 1. Well, that's actually, correct. that is true. That's, that's that the is end true. Of the movie. Yeah. However, it is really good. Now, did it reinvent the wheel the way that Guardians One did? No, because no. Guardians Wheel had wheel already was done already that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought it was so strong and funny and poignant. I'm all it in on this. It started so well when yes. you have like oh, God, baby yeah. Groot and then uh. everything's happening in the background. Baby I mean, Groot makes gorgeous. me tear up. Just like I think this is a movie too. that will age well because we're talking about it's Ghost of Christmas Past, but it's this year, and I think that like. I got it on Blu-ray, but my initial reaction was I didn't love it as much either. And then I rewatch it; it gets better every time I rewatch it. And I think it's just going to age great. I think I think you're ab- absolutely right about like it created its new thing, and it's like oh, here's another episode in a great show that you love. Yeah, it's not a whole new thing, and like it's going to be like that with Deadpool too, right? 100%. Not to and get uh, into the future because right. that's a different <laughs> ghost. And I know this is a personal thing, but as somebody with a sister, I love sister stuff. Yep. So oh. I, I always love watching that, and I thought it was really yeah. cool. And I like that he played with mirroring old movies like with the North by Northwest with that scene yes. I love that he played with tropes and movies I love that it felt like it was already so weird that we dove into the emotionality of these characters while in space like yeah. this was a cosmic space opera again and we're still just as invested that we cry when Yondu does how like, did you insane. feel about Mantis I, I love like Mantis. Mantis. Yeah. I know a lot of people uh, said it wasn't true to have, have the actual characters, but I don't have a strong connection. I know I've seen Mantis in comics, but 
I thought they, a lot of times they with this MCU they've made characters better than I've liked them in the comics. Right, Corgan Meeks. We're getting there. We're I like Captain there. America more in the films than I did in the books. I love Chris Evans as Captain America more than I've read I, I, Captain America. I don't America. think that's wrong necessarily. Punisher by oh, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, but also Chris, in the we'll Infinity War trailer. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. she's <laughs> when I saw Mantis in the Infinity War trailer mm. that told me how I felt about her, and I liked her. I was yeah. really happy to see her there, and I thought she was funny, and like I love that she what the things she's doing and unique. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you feel, you feel a deep romantic love for her. And, <laughs> yes. And it was yes, a James yes, Gunn movie. Yes. It was a James Gunn movie through and through. So I like that it showed that Marvel trusted a director to go full crazy. And then we learned that with a Christmas present movie as well. But I really appreciated that James Gunn was able to put like his friends in it. Like Jimmy Yearn from Mind Self Indulgence in that movie's a lead. And I love that the weird music stayed. And it didn't feel like they did well in the first one, so the studio got involved. They let him make another weird, crazy movie that we loved. So it feels like he has the most romantic relationship with Kevin Feige, James yeah. Gunn does, because James Gunn is this wonderfully outspoken, awesome guy on Twitter. Like he talks a lot, and he's amazing. And I think I think he's got the trust. It's just interesting to see how, like, yeah, like some, uh, you know, like Edgar Wright maybe didn't want to be part of the system. Yeah, it's a system that Kevin Feige's a part of. The Russo brothers said, like, we can do it because of this guy. Like. Not everybody can play in that team. Joss Whedon was didn't want yeah, to play in that team system. With, yeah, but it's a system that really works for these directors that were just very creative. And he's just like, hey, what if I'm going to just give you all this backing and everything? We're going to make these really weird films, but they're still going to hit these marks. And it's such a unique relationship that goes on between Kevin Feige and his and directors. Everyone. And speaking of the system and it working, Spider-Man has joined the system. Now, this year is our first Marvel-produced or co-produced Spider-Man film. We finally have Spider-Man yeah. and the Avengers. We finally have Spider-Man in that universe. And it was in a way that was actually young. This wasn't a 25-year-old-looking guy playing a high school kid. This was a kid playing a kid... And I think it was one of our most authentic portrayals of a iconic character. I, I think Spider-Man is hard to get right because everyone has a Spider-Man. Like, he's my favorite guy next to Deadpool. I know what I think of when I see Spider-Man. Tom Holland was that for me. It's hard for me because I never feel like they've gotten it wrong. Ever. Right. Like, okay. I, which is wild because I, think that's I love pretty Amazing positive. Spider-Man Amazing too. Spider-Man like to apologist here, Roxy Strike. I'm an Amazing 100%. One apologist. So I, I never, I've never watched a Spider-Man film and been like, butchered that. I love anytime <laughs> I see him. He's just so fun and cool. Yeah. Like, awesome. what are you doing? You're a nerdy little. I just love him. So <laughs> I felt fun. like this was another excellent Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I love that point of view. Yeah, I think because um, I try to I try to stay very positive, like with my Marvel, but I'm also a rabbit fan. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've had some things to say with like past Spider-Man, like Spider-Man. What was it? Spider-Man Three with yeah. the whole dance sequence. We don't thing. talk about Venom. Well, no, yeah, that or Venom. that that particular I Venom. Do. But I love, I love that. Spider-Man. That I'm like, so hey. happy you enjoyed that. Yeah, it's like, hey, Spider-Man, this, this Spider-Man, this Spider-Man, but, two great tastes, tastes great together, <laughs> you know? You know, even Spider-Man 3, I'll defend that Sandman oh, sequence Sandman is one of the Sandman. greatest sequences Sandman, I've ever seen. Sandman I'll defend the third of Spider-Man 3, you. absolutely. Yeah. I'll defend an entire arc of Spider-Man 3. But I, for me, Spider-Man is the most underdog. He's the guy that every kid identifies with, right? Like, yeah. you're like, Spider-Man's my guy. And a lot of people get so defensive because of that. I think the reason we're able to have three very different Spider-Man is because everyone sees a bit of themselves in each of them, and every one of them is a piece of themselves, and piece of Spider-Man. Like, Tobey Maguire was very much the squirrely Back mm-hmm. to the Future nerd. Andrew Garfield was like a little more punk and a little more like jokester. They had sure. Tony him. And Tom Holland to me is the everyday New York kid that just is trying to get by but he's also hilarious. Well, I think what's also great about that, the one they're doing now is like they're putting it in the now. They're yeah. making it of the ethos of now. Like again, that's what's so great about Feige and his team. He's like, alright, but what would it be like now? Like we can't just do it in the 60s and like Raimi's films had that flavor that out of time in the same way that like Elfman's first Batman film Film felt yeah. out of a time. Ah. 
you know? But this one feels in this world, in this MCU, and there's things like with great power comes great responsibility was never uttered in this film, but it was said between them in Civil War without saying it. we know it. it. We know <laughs> yeah. it. So and they, how excellent is it that Civil War, we had like this little bit of Spider-Man and that then sparked this trilogy. Crazy they had this times. little bit of yeah, Black Panther. Times, right? I think <laughs> that you guys did what I really was hoping that Flash would be for us but didn't end up being, mm. in my opinion, and I know we're not talking about Justice League yet, but I, I have my qualms with... Uh, the Barry Allen character in the film. Yeah. I wish that we had our Peter Parker. I wish we had our Spidey to the Justice League like you guys have. To we have Avengers Avenger, because yeah. He's such a different component and it's so necessary and fresh and I I want that for the mm-hmm. DC also. Even if we had to copy it. Even if we had to be like, yeah, What if we get a Tom Holland that? kind of guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, I don't, I wouldn't even mind that because I think that smart people borrow ideas that work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how you build. And then you can branch off after. You get a foundation, you move through. And that's I, what I, I do. I think what they did with the I'm Vulture. I'm, I'm well, smart, right? The Vulture yeah. built off of Green, Green Goblin. Like, they did a great job making the Vulture a Green Goblin parallel without reusing a Goblin for the third mm-hmm. franchise. We've had Goblins oh. all of them. The scene with them in the car and the scene with this, him like when they're in the right car here. and he reveals himself to be oh my God. that is Michael Keaton and Tom oh. Holland just acting their eyeballs out and you see an entire comic art play in a car. I really enjoyed that moment because talk about peak awkwardness for being a teenage superhero. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, this is your villain, but <laughs> this is also your date's dad, and all of that unfolds. And Keaton wearing the jacket in that warehouse uh-huh. across the room, overpowering a teenage boy by talking at him. Like, and, yeah. the, and the little wide shot where he's like waiting for the, the vulture or goblin thing to come around. That was peak Spider Man. I kind of rooted for him at some point. It's so. amazing, right? Yeah. Right? yeah you I got like, it. I was like, yeah, man. I, I did well, what that, you're doing. That prologue <laughs> scene was right? so good. I love my favorite Michael Keaton line of the whole film was like uh, in the opening scene when he's like, what did you just say to me? Yeah. It was just like, oh, it's there. <laughs> I see where this guy, it doesn't matter who he is. Like, I can see that it was like, at the same time, it was classic Keaton, which we haven't seen since his resurgence. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I got that this guy would be, he would just be set off by the wrong person. <laughs> it was also, and the last bit I want to touch on, is probably the best world building we've had as far as multiple villains and storylines going from there. Because we had two shockers. We had a vulture. We've got Prowler set up. We've got Miles Morales set up. We've got so much future building. We've got Liz Allen. We've got the idea of MJ. We've got Gwen Stacy coming to the next one. We're There's so much. I don't have the idea of MJ. I don't know if I'm giving Which you that one. Going? The other that, ones, I'll give you that. But the <laughs> idea that they put in that many villains and that many characters and it never felt like Tony Ravioli is a brand new Flash. Like, that is insane to put in one movie and we did it right. So I think world building, Spider-Man gets my world building stamp. Um, So DC TV, Christmas past... DC runs the TV game. I want to give full credit to DC. Yeah, oh we have God. for a while. That's yeah. been our value. Yes. I want so to. Like, I want to say. I love these shows. Oh my God. You know, we I'm do a show called it. DC Movie News, oh, yeah, yeah. which was born the same week as your show. Uh-huh. Uh, but wh- this is my theme song. <laughs> one of our most popular segments is just a TV segment because thanks to Rocky obsessed. I'm so glad uh, that he included you guys in the the theme song that now you're part of the official theme. Adam's cooking so divine. It's really touching. It's good. What happens with Johnny? He think the girls think he's fine? Yeah. Also, Johnny and Mike wanted to be here. They both have separate obligations. They both say hi. They're not excluded on purpose. Hi to Mike and Johnny. They are loved. 
Yes. And as the you live, know, I do the, a show with Johnny. The live chat got very, like, concerned. Oh, you do? What show do you do? Yeah, I do a WWE Raw after show oh, with Johnny. wow. Like, for, like, the last, well, year and a half? Uh, or, give or take, every Monday. Live chat, we're not saying that Marvel shows aren't catching up. We're saying that in the past, we're still on Christmas past. We're and, in Christmas and past, yeah. guys. Historically, DC has been doing great with TV. I want to give them credit. So, I, okay, so for those that are just joining us now, um, we have this show, like, cut up into different segments. And right now, we're talking about ghosts of Christmas past. Because so it's a Christmas. That's, stories. that's earlier this year of things, and then we're going to be talking about present, and then we're going to be talking about future. So bah, we are covering humbug. more. <laughs> All the haters out there were humbugging. So I want to first start with Preacher, which is one of my favorite oh, shows of the year. Yeah. It's such a good translation or adaptation from the comic book. James I've done Gilgun. the comic book, and I've and Ruth Nega. Oh my god! Amazing. Yeah, that's why she's Oscar nominated, yeah. my friend. Oscar yep. nominated Ruth Nega. Yeah, okay, but like loving. Preacher, that should out of the park. Great. I agree that it's a perfect adaptation because it does not strictly follow the comics, mm. but also it has all of my favorite moments so far. They threw me off season one with where they started, and I was like, "Where are it we going weird, with this?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still was in mostly because of Cassidy. Just love it. Oh. James Gilgan yeah. is the show right. for me. Oh, I was in for Tulip. I was I hardcore too, Tulip. But Cassidy, I was just like, okay, I'll keep watching because yeah. what's he doing? Every scene mm. he's in, I'm like, what is that guy the doing? Dennis thing wasn't from the comics. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, so it's, it's yeah, just like Spider-Man Homecoming, like, making this classic story, like, in the now. Mm-hmm. Mm. But and, the road trip and the going home and the coffin and all that stuff, like, all those moments that we need. And setting it in New Mexico, modern, but feeling like an old Western is amazing. Yes. yes. Uh, and season two knocked season one out of the water? Park? Park. Knocked it. Oh, out of knocked the water out of the, Yeah. Out of like the, it. Is it the water or the park? Well, they're in the bayou. They're in New Orleans. Knocked it out of the bayou. No, because it knocked that out. Out of it wasn't it didn't go out of the park it knocked season one out of the running, running. the New Mexico it, yeah. it was better than season one don't get bogged down in your metaphor Roxy yeah, I hear okay, what you're saying good. they stepped up their game in season two they got crazy uh-huh. and when you're considering yeah. the best comic book villains of 2017 across all media Ooh. I would like to submit Hair Star as one of the oh, best yeah. so translations for the win and my so girlfriend good. just pointed out that that dude was in Force Awakens when we were seeing the oh, double yeah. feature the other day she's like oh the guy from Petra I'm like oh good eye oh, great yeah. eye go nice. girl yeah I think he's First order, I want to say, He's, but but yeah, it was um, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, preacher is just like it's it's everything that I wanted it to be, and then things that I didn't realize that I needed for it to be. And like with season two, it definitely brings up when you have like this basically unstoppable bad guy that he does stop, but has to do it through such a sacrifice. I'm not giving anyone even one percent of my soul. That's not happening. Yeah. I don't care who I'm. No, who, no percentage. No. You get none no of percentage. None. So Take my and that was, that was also not from the comics, I believe, right? No, no that, that wasn't. They them to go and make this world yeah. exist. It's so I'm, crazy. Where you, where you have like this world and then you couple it together with this science and this mystical side. And I was just like, I am here for this. Preacher, thank you for that. And a show that we'll talk about in the future, Runaways, I think is doing that really well as well. While we're on the subject of varying, it keeps you excited even if you know the book. And that's what I think is doing that's really well. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Because so that the fans don't, you, to be, it's, again, to kind of like touch on what everybody is so butthurt about like Last Jedi, it's like everybody has an expectation, but if you got your 
expectation, that you can't and be satisfied with while that. While we're briefly on Star Wars, the that's theme, not how stories work. The theme of the movie being the problem everyone has is the most brilliant meta thing I've ever lived yeah. through. The fact that it's about killing your heroes because they're overhyped and everyone is trying to kill that movie yeah. because they're like that is beautiful. And that's not saying anything about spoilers no, or anything no, no. like that. In the title, it says the Last Jedi. So then that zero says, spoilers. But I'm just I saying love that, that film. I don't care. What I love it. it. Thank I love you. That film. Suck it. I it's, don't know how I feel about Porgs though. I'm still on the fence. Oh my god, are we all pro Last Jedi? Yes, I love yes. pork. I'm, I'm on the fence. I don't know if I want to hug them or strangle them. We just lost half the chat room, just so you know. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on the fence about It's porks. technically a Marvel property, it is. right? Marvel yeah. makes the comics. Feel, we make the connection. Feel, yeah, feel free to convince me about porgs. Uh, so we are going to move on to <laughs> iZombie, which was another Christmas cast. Yes. This is the most underrated show on television. I know. It's one, excellent. One of these days, if Adam cares about me enough, he will jump I've on. I've never seen an episode. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's devastating. Excellent. It is so it's good. It's so good. And the, the thing is, because it's on CW and the rest of our DC TV shows, or a lot of them are on CW, people are like, I don't know. It's got that like high school feel to it. It's so good. And it doesn't have that kind of feel. It really doesn't. Rose McIver's unbelievable. She mm-hmm. And yeah. the show is just... You never know what you're going to get. Every time I'm like, oh, yep, I have that figured out. And it's fun. And it's just light. And I can watch it any time of day. Yeah. And it's got that nice balance of um, dark and comedy that goes with it. And, like, the characters themselves, they can just stand there and you get where they are coming from. And I forget his name right now. But um, the the mortician. Not the mortician. David Anders. Uh, but his, like, character name. Oh, Blaine. Mm, no, 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 no. Um, the the uh, Indian British guy. Oh, Ravi. Ravi. So good. I'm here for some Ravi. Oh my God, he's just going through his own whole arc of things, and I'm I'm here for that. And also, I love not the, hard to look at. Yeah, not at all. And the socio political ramifications yeah. you, uh, of having zombies in a modern you? day world. Oh my god. I've never seen the show. So like how does it compare to the tone of the other like DC property uh CW shows? Like totally it's more is it adult. like okay. It's more adult. I feel like it's more relatable for me. Like I don't feel like it's something that I would watch with, you know, a teenage sister. I don't even have a sister. Uh with like, you but know, if you had one, you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, well then it's like those those CW shows, sure. And I feel like I could do that with iZombie. But I feel like it's a show for me. Like, I can watch that with my friends. I like, my of-age friends. And we have fun with that. It doesn't take itself that seriously. So in that way, it's like Flash. But it is mature like Arrow. But not like, we're dark and gritty and brooding and it, like it's Arrow. Not, it's not campy, except for when it's perfect for it to be so campy. Oh, no, I mean, show. the very fact that you could be a zombie and eat somebody's brains. And then you take on their personality, their traits. And then also flashbacks of their memories. That's... Smart. It's a great this. setup for a, for procedural. I mean that that mm. really sets you up to like in a quantum leapy kind of yes. way. Like yes. we know <laughs> you know we know what the formula can be, and it, I can see how it gives writers a lot of opportunities to make good stuff. Now we need to jump into Marvel TV because we've been half an hour on the past, and okay. we have oh, okay. Groove now. Before thank we you for that, keeping us on our task. I'm, I'm Garden. Now yeah. uh, I also would like to thank the live chat for giving us some thumbs up because we got two sudden thumbs down. We talked about Last Jedi, which I find very funny. I wanted to point out that. But that some people, happened. I did see some people saying that they liked it and yeah, some that they didn't. That's so yeah. funny. So so Marvel TV, uh, we had in the past Legion, Iron Fist, Defenders, and Inhumans. And now, Shield. okay, okay, yeah, wait, 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 wait. run that down again. 50-50. No, right. I totally agree. We had Legion, 
Yay! Uh-huh. Iron yeah. Fist, uh-huh. Defenders, uh-huh. and Humans. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to go yeah. ahead and say that it was a wash. It's a roller coaster. Um, I really... <laughs> Did we come out even? We just, we made TV. No. All right. We made some TV. I am actually, another Defender that I am, a def- oh, wow. Defender of Defenders? Is Iron Fist. Oh, I man. am an Iron Fist fan there. I said it. I can't take it back. I, it's out there. I like it why, more than most. Why are you an Iron Fist fan? Share with us. Okay. Other than the fact that he's clearly not right for the role, which, <laughs> is, <laughs> which, which is, is so great when you want when you have fun to leave. Like that's characters. what they looked for in Charlie Cox and Daredevil. Yeah. They were like, who, who could be the worst guy to bring Daredevil <laughs> to life? For best picture, so great for best picture. Yeah. Other than that, it's actually really fun. So Finn Jones could use some work on his martial arts. That's lacking for sure. Mm-hmm. But I actually think the rest of it's pretty cool. So if you can yeah. just get it through your head, like he's not going to get better at what he's doing. <laughs> for this show, then you kind of start to enjoy it. I well, watched I love it your faster. Point of view. <laughs> I watched it much faster than some other shows. I definitely watched it like in a few settings that were some other shows I've definitely had to stop and take a breather. I liked a lot of it, but I couldn't ever accept the fact that like the guy that was supposed to be the best fighter felt like he was handicapped fighting anyone else. Yeah, oh yeah. Every single other person, like there was a kid walking across the street, I'm like that kid could beat up and, and his girlfriend also in The Force Awakens. Oh, she, oh she, and she was incredible. She was really good. And she's great in the show too. I thought the Dodgers of the Dragon was one of the best parts of the show. Yeah. I, I thought the world building was great. I love Luke and Finn. I, yeah, Luke and Iron Fist. I love the Hero for Hire moments. <laughs> I really, but also Luke and Finn. And Defenders right. you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, you're talking well, about Defenders. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I left yeah. ahead because I'm tying to Iron sure, Fist. Sure, sure. But okay. I, I really think that Iron Fist set up a lot of good ideas that will be executed well in season two. I don't hate it nearly as much as people do. I give it like a six out of ten. I will say I'm, this. I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. I'm I'm not an Iron Fist fan. I'm a I'm a Iron Fist fan when it comes to alone. comics. Yeah, I, but the thing of it is, is that there are. I do believe in being able to find things, no matter what the property is, that just like you respond and relate to. I really enjoy the episode. I believe it's episode uh, six. It's the tournament episode where they have um, yes. you know Bride of Night oh, Spiders, yeah. and you know they bring back some old villains to go up against Iron Fist. I feel like that is done really. Well, that I is believe Reza. Reza is the one that directs that. But in particular, my favorite ten minutes of Iron Fist is episode eight. Um, I think it's something with shattered, shattered feelings. It is Louis Tan as um, uh, he, and he's Zhao Sheng, uh, and it's the drunken master fight. Oh right, the I drunken like master fight was awesome. Isn't yeah, that so well, I love that they referenced my favorite martial arts movie of all time. Yeah. You know, the first one actually. But before yeah, we move on from Iron Fist, because we have a lot to cover, uh, Iron Fist also, I think Finn Jones was only given like twelve hours per fight scene to train, and that's not his fault. So no. I'm gonna Finn, since you're watching, we have his fault. I, was the producer, you know, I think Scott Buck is proof that he needs. Season has, two is gonna be much better because Scott now Buck has earned him place uh, an evacuation from the Marvel universe. Oh, right, absolutely. like he's over two. You're out of here. I will say this. My favorite moment of Iron Fist was that 30 seconds when they showed him in the costume in Iron Fist 38, was it? Or Iron Fist 43 when like they showed him black and white on oh, the screen. Oh, yeah. And he was in the costume and messing fools up. Yeah. <laughs> By far the best part of the entire series. And that's what season two can Where be. Where is that? Yes. Um, hopefully I Finn Jones so. has been just training his ass off <laughs> for months. I, I have, don't um, think so. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Defender oh. of shows like, nah. I, I okay. love your point of view. This year, he was the happiest guy in the room. He does not hear us. He does oh, not yeah. care He's training his saying. ass off. He's watching right now. He is like, we love you, Finch. Whatever. I am laughing straight to the bank, and he is loving it. So, oh my so for him. good television. Legion is oh. my biggest surprise of the year. I'm giving out awards at random. Oh my god, Aubrey Legion's, Plaza and Legion. Legion's 
in-camera editing, the likes of Kubrick, was so beautiful to watch, so jarring, and the mental escapades we went through as an audience joining his mental escapades, I didn't think we'd get there with TV. I didn't think we could do that with long So time. bold to make a show that, like, you, the first episode is challenging to mm. get through because you're not... So many shows have to do the thing, like, on a network, you have to let you know what the show is in the first ten minutes, yeah. and it could be so jarring. And this show is, like, out to lunch, and, like... I fell for it. I thought Aubrey Plaza was wasted. Oh, I'm like, yeah. they wasted her. I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. I fell for <laughs> it. Like, yeah, amazing. So it, it was phenomenal. I agree, Adam, that for the first episode, and not just the first episode, but maybe the first three, I was like, is this show for me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tell me. I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna do it because I don't give up on things. Not people, not shows, nothing. Not Finn Jones. <laughs> not you at home. <laughs> I give up on no one. But I was like, oh, am I going li- to enjoy it? I don't know. But then it just, boom, It gets you. Like, oh, you don't even goodness. realize yes. it's got its hooks in you from the very beginning. When exactly. you're like, wait, was that imaginary or was that real? And that where there was the giant number and then there was the different words saying hello mm-hmm. in the greeting room. That's weird. Yeah. No greeting rooms would have that. And then you see that scene again, um, like in a different time. And it's like. Wait, that wasn't there before. And what they did in real time, like the effects in real time, showed what an X Men movie could be, and that was really interesting to be like, oh, a TV budget did X Men better than we've had at X Men, and it also showed me like what Fox TV could become, and I was really impressed with Fox letting them. You're absolutely right about that. It was the most X Men I felt like when I was collecting comics. I always felt like the the Chris Mm. Claremont books were like my smart books. I kept them off to the side. Like it was always very complicated, super brainy, and yeah, it was like that, uh, but even more so. Like it was really, really challenging. I feel like we'll go through the the good fairly quickly. Uh, We also need to talk about Defenders, which I think, the reason I think Iron Fist Season 2 might be better is I definitely think Finn Jones as Iron Fist was much better in Defenders. My favorite thing about Defenders, before we dive in, was the fact that it used not only visual color cues to Mm. play like the comics did, like when characters were introduced, you had your yellow, you had your blue, you had your red, but also they used music cues for Luke Cage. So every single show felt like it was represented tonally, but it all meshed together like this great, it was like now that's what I call Marvel. It was like this greatest hits Netflix (laughs) show, and I loved it. I had all the way till four. 14. Now, that's what I call yeah. music 14. Yeah, I really stuck <laughs> with that for a long time. This, this They're on like 100 great. now. We're I know. old. I, and then I stopped. It was, again, first three episodes, I was like, hmm. And then the end of episode three, and then I was like, whoop, and now we're a team. Yep. Because what people forget going into this is that we were not a, together. No. So mm-hmm. we had to figure out how the F to get them all together. And I love that it didn't do it in the pilot. I love that it didn't dive in right away. It's slow burn like a comic book. It's serialized. That's, that's hallmark of the Netflix shows, is that they just take their time before you get the thing, the thing. Like, you don't get to see Frank Castle in the Punisher shirt because. in the first episode. Like, any right. of that stuff. They yep. make you work for every moment. But it's because they know that you can watch the next episode right there if exactly. you're on the fence. If they were weak by week, people would have fallen off of Defenders after episode two, it, I know. It's built it. for yeah. binging. Yeah. It's yeah. so specifically built yeah. for binging. It's not yeah. eight episodes, it's an eight-hour movie. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. It's yeah. so strong. Um, something with Defenders that I particularly enjoy, just to jump on this bandwagon with things, is how it's these separate stories um, coming together and actually, like he was saying, meshing really well to the point where you have Luke Cage and um, Iron Fist starting their bromance. And that's one of the reasons why I'm going to watch Iron Fist season two, despite <laughs> the fact that I wasn't and because really on board. So much, one. and because Luke Cage, and because we have daughters of you know daughters of the dragon, and because uh, we have Misty Knight, and she lost. The she's hand. awesome, and she lost yeah. her hand. You know, in awesome. Defenders, right? In so Defenders. that was cool. Because she makes it through Luke Cage, which I thought was cool. But I agree with you. I've never liked Finn Jones as much as when I've seen him with Mike Coulter in those scenes, and, and, and that's all that matters. Him. I love that they were just that's like, that's all we're oh, trying yeah. to get to anyway. So yeah. honestly, Netflix has given me enough good stuff that I'm. I, I mean. 
I'm with you. I didn't like Iron Fist, but I'm willing to give him a pass. Like, it was one that sucked. Mm -hmm. Okay. Two seasons of great Daredevil, amazing Jessica Jones, mostly great Luke Cage. Punisher was sick and different. Like, their track record is awesome. Not everyone can be, like, uh, perfect, you know? And I think that it set us up for more world building, and I think Daredevil Season 3 will be better for it, because we're going to get a great Frank Miller storyline. And I also think we need to discuss another follow. But really quick, though, I mean, if we're thinking about it, I like the way that you, like, you laid that out. Because if you think about it, Marvel, Netflix... Was like a person. Um, that's marriage material because there's, there's <laughs> definitely. I like, married Marvel Netflix. There's like in a this second. much that's sure. not good. Yeah, so yeah. they leave the toilet seat up. Oh, I don't care. No. They also I, cook like a great mignonette. I mean, I don't know. At I mean, least <laughs> a long term hookup. Like oh, not, yes. not a hit it and quit it no, kind of thing. You move in with Marvel Netflix. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they might put the toilet paper roll upside down and like a fool. You might like be wrong for each other, right. but, but they're definitely marriage material. They met mom. They met mom for sure. Mark's Marvel. I might like. Couple of times they'd be in and out, I'd be hot, and then I'd see him a couple of years later and right. be like, all right, yeah, we well, was good between us. Now, someone I wouldn't bring home to mom was uh, in- Inhumans. I wouldn't bring a single Inhuman home to that mom. That I would not even yeah. tell my friends about <laughs> if something happened there. Um, this was I- a show we only can briefly talk about because we're 45 minutes in and still in the past, but Inhumans shaved Medusa's head with regular clippers and Karnak tripped over a rock. <clears throat> <laughs> Quiet. This whole part of my minutes was in humans. G- between gifted and inhumans, I was like, "You guys don't don't do this to me. Yep, <laughs> don't do this to me." Did yep. any of you go to IMAX? Uh, no. no, I spent money and I saw an IMAX, and you honestly, I was pretty positive about it when I walked mm. out at first because I loved some of the Black Bolt scenes, like that okay. one scene where he like gasps and like I really liked his performance and I really liked the the sign language stuff, but then. It was. It was. It, it didn't take long for that to all leave, and I realized they had to do that to Medusa. It was just like, why do it just because you can? It was really. It was really. Uh, it was foolish of them to try to do it. Yeah. My number one criticism of this particular Marvel property was the fact that um, within humans, this is a time where you go full Jack Kirby, um, and. For the very fact that we're post Doctor Strange and mm-hmm. everything else, where it's like you can you can go you know full at, uh, full butt uh, Kirby, Wasn't and that it's this just year? Uh, no, Doctor last, Strange. No, November last, last year. And the what thing of it is, is that instead of 2017, and, it, and instead of them embracing that, they instead embraced a budget and put that ahead of the property. And so when you have that kind of mentality, then with those actual Inhuman characters their powers and their gifts, like Medusa's yeah. hair, like Karnak's uh, ability to be able to see fault in everything, that becomes a hurdle. That becomes a hindrance. And then it seemed like they spent the entire time just trying to get rid of that. And it's like, no, that's what makes them inhumans. They went through Terragenesis. This yeah. is part of the reason why they are a cog within this giant community. You're taking away their purpose when you do that. So that's why you don't have a story. Do you think they're going to keep these characters in the current Marvel Universe? Like, will we see that Crystal again or that Karnak or I any doubt, of that? I kind of doubt it, but, I mean, some people did like On it. On S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe they This is just up. my own personal opinion with it. Other people, obviously, like, it responded to them. And when it ultimately comes down to it, have your nerd out. Have your nerd done. Enjoy what you enjoy. That's the point of this holiday special. Speaking of, we are now on to the Ghost of Christmas present. Oh, wow. Hey, a new ghost has visited us, and that features. Now we're going to switch to Marvel first. We did these Goodbye, first Jacob last Marley. Time. Goodbye, past. Hello, present. Oh, the get present. rid of those chains. So we did DC first last time. We're going to do Marvel first this time. The Marvel movie that we're going to speak of first will be Thor Ragnarok. Because it just happened in November because it, it's present. Yeah, that's present. It's still in some theaters. So Thor Ragnarok is a Kirby Simonson extravaganza. Thor was insane. Thor trusted the audiences mm-hmm. to enjoy. In Like, 
it made a lot of money because they know they can make something weird. And I think that it really deserves a, a stake in the comic, comic climate. They uh, embraced it. It was a 70s music video, and I was here for it. It, it made Jeff Goldblum seem normal. It was a very apparent from the first 30 seconds of this film what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it lived up to its promise. And it was awesome. Um, I had seen the first two Thors when they came out, obviously, but I decided to watch them again to give them another shot because I remembered them the opposite of fondly. What would that be? <laughs> Not fondly? She gives everyone uh, a chance. She well, the second Thor. one. Yeah, so the it first happened. one I was like, all right, it's just bland, but I'm in. The second one I was like, Okay, it's bland and not in. And the third one, I was like, going in. All right, am I? Do I even care? And I went, and I was like, Oh my god, yeah! Yeah. Like, you had to do this, otherwise, I gave no f's. And so this made me actually think that something was fun, and I enjoyed it so much. I was not expecting to. I would watch this movie. This is another rewatchable. Oh, hundred percent. Why not? And even if you haven't seen the first two, I would watch this film. Even if you haven't seen a Marvel film in general. It's so good, separate of everything. And it also had world building that works later, but it doesn't have to. Like, there was, we we got to see pieces of of Marvel that you wouldn't see anywhere else, and now they can use that or not. They mentioned Throg. They got Throg! No other movie could talk about, yeah, no other movie could throw that in casually like this did, and it it made it work. But then we also lost a huge character going into this movie, and I didn't care that she was gone. So she. Well, she didn't die. No, no, no. She just lost. I'm saying that. We, we no, her, right. her schedule didn't work. But, I was but so, that means that she Are you talking about Sif or oh, no, Jane no, Foster? No, Jamie, Jamie Alexander. Okay. Yeah. Oh. 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 That's funny. Oh. No, that okay. was crazy because they didn't even mention. Like, mine, yeah. at least, mine at least got a mention, but she was so weak in the first two films mm. that it was so unnecessary, and they just were like, yeah, it didn't work out. There was one line of dialogue, and they also gave more Loki dialogue to make up for it, Which and that romance epic. was amazing. And what? Doctor Strange's cameo felt so natural. Yeah. That mm. was one of the moments I was like, oh, Marvel's really built a separate thing because look how casually Doctor Strange is in this in a separate movie with the gloves and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love this movie so much. Much like to parallel Wolverine in the same year where like the third in the trilogy by far and away goes in a different direction and yet the consistency of the character played by the actor doesn't feel weird even though it's totally different tonally mm-hmm. in totally different ways than Logan and Thor Ragnarok but also to make major shifts in the continuity and the canon Major things happen to characters. My favorite character in all of comicdom, the glorious, incredible Hulk, yeah. uh, makes a wonderful appearance. And, you know, at first I was like, all right, would he talk like that? I don't know. I don't feel. And then I, you know, on subsequent viewings, I love it. I love the Hulk. Hulk and Batman are my two favorite characters <laughs> in, in fiction, you know? Yeah. To just, you know. I didn't know that about Hulk. Yeah, yeah, I have more comics, uh, like consistent runs of Batman and Hulk than anything else by a good margin. And this was our nice. our Hulk that we couldn't have introduced somewhere else. You couldn't have Hulk randomly start talking. Yeah. Like, what I'm saying about like Taika Waititi's vision is you can start these things in this weird movie, bring him into a. When Avengers, he's in the freaking and totally hot tub, win. man, that hot tub scene with the Ultimate Hulk <laughs> necklace. He literally is wearing stuff what? out of the comics, and it works. And nice. Valkyrie, yeah, Valkyrie doing her thing, like totally. Crazy. We've never seen a Valkyrie that works a robot ship, but that was better. Again, so again, cool example was that was a better Valkyrie than I ever thought or. Thought you can Valkyrie a job title was brilliant. Yes, brilliant. the Hulk and Valkyrie like relationship. I was here for that, and then like the the I don't know what's what's the opposite of a bromance. 
because you have frenemies, yeah, like right. a bro frenemy. Who are you referring to? Which characters? Um, Hulk and Thor. Oh. When like it oh. first started, it is kind and of then, a bromance. Yeah. I mean, and then it, then it became a bromance. But it's kind of brotherly too. It has yeah. a brotherly vibe. You know, I mean, I know bro is brother, but like it feels like Hulk. Not Thor bra. was like an older brother. Mm-hmm. In a sense, you're my favorite. I've always liked you more than the other guy. Which he plays <laughs> to both of them. Like, the writing was fun. Yes. It felt inventive. It was a, definitely a different departure. And before mm-hmm. Infinity War and Black Panther, like yeah. the way they time these and place it, like so it's smart. so good. It's so it's good. 20, it's gonna end with twenty two films and they paced it well. And yeah. speaking and of Korg and Meek, oh, I mean, Korg yeah. and Meek forever. And Jeff Goldblum, waiting for that. Jeff, Jeff yeah. Goldblum, good Korg God, Jeff Goldblum. Meek. Oh my! Every Jeff Goldblum Jeff stops Goldblum. in the middle of a sentence in the middle of the movie. Jeff he just Goldblum. like puts the brakes on the entire film and just goes. And you're, <laughs> what? And, and that fit because the movie is so weird. What is like, yeah, yeah, it? What are you talking about? And they push him slowly in. Excellent. Um, now speaking of your other favorite besides Hulk, the Batman was in a film this year. In the yes. present. Oh, yes. Is that how we talk about it? It is in the present. In the present. In the is, present. Just? It just happened. <laughs> All right. Your thoughts on Justice League. This, okay. okay. That makes sense. Uh, I thought Justice League was so much better than I expected. Mm-hmm. I thought Justice League was a really fun time. I thought Justice League was colorful, lively, entertaining. I thought that the preconceived notions were too strongly tied to the negative. I think we went in ex- we went in post-BVS, not pre-Justice League. We left Batman vs. Superman expecting to be angry at Justice League. I left Justice League very happy. I really enjoyed Flash. I really thought Crazy Trucker Aquaman worked for me. I'm really excited to see what Man of Steel is now that he's my Superman. And I'm really excited to see what Henry Cavill, post-Man from Uncle pre-Man of Steel 2 becomes, because I, I like Henry Cavill. And post-Mission Impossible Post-Mission 6. Impossible <laughs> mustache, I mean, maybe I just, yeah. like, it's a quality mustache, but I really thought Justice League, <laughs> by the third act of Justice League, I was like, yeah! But it took a while. Do you guys okay. remember when it came out about freaking Gal Gadot's armpit hair having to get CG'd out? No. And that was a huge deal, armpit game. I didn't even mention Gal Gadot. Stashgate? I didn't even oh, mention Gal Gadot, because she's I didn't even so know that. strong. Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman plus Gal Gadot Justice League is just universal, yes. Every time she was on screen, I was like, oh, this movie's amazing. Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. So, like, I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favorite movie, but it definitely wasn't bad. Right. Yeah, I I really enjoyed um, how well they introduced their three rooks. Like, bringing in Aquaman and, oh my god, he's just, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm here for y'all's Aquaman. I'm just, I'm gonna say that right off the bat. You and me both. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And it, 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 <laughs> I get it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I really like how they did Cyborg. Me too. Like it was, it, he was vulnerable, yeah. but so strong. He was on our show. Did you he see? Like hurt. he was, yeah. Yeah. So cool. he was awesome. Yeah. And like, he, he was I'm really good in the movie. I'm trying to scheme a way to have him on ours. Be like, maybe he likes he Marvel likes a lot Marvels. or something. Oh. I wonder but if like would him, DC would be like, yeah, okay. Sure, let's get some press. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed um, Flash's relationship with his father in prison. Like mm-hmm. when I first saw that, I felt like that hit a real note. And I, I appreciated that level of vulnerability, like straight off the bat when they had that. Uh, I understood that they were kind of setting him up for like a, a Peter Parker type um, character, like kind of like how we had for a Spider-Man. I thought for what DC does with like its grounded grittiness, I thought that that fit well within within um, what they do with their genre. So I I enjoyed that Flash. I enjoyed his 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 bouts of um, comedy and everything. And I I kind of enjoyed how people weren't pulling the punches when it came to Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I appreciated that for you know the recognition when of, he's like um, acting like a dick. You mean or yeah, yeah, that and just in general where it's yeah. like he's trying for this relationship with a Wonder Woman and she's like, I'm here for the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's yes. going on with you? I appreciated that. And when all of them got together to go up against Steppenwolf, and it just and then like they failed like the first time. Mm-hmm. 
And I felt like that was yes, because they all just got together. If they defeat him now, sure. it makes absolutely no sense. But then later on, when they're like standing, like what was a mountaintop or something like that, and they're standing and looking off into the distance, and I'm like, wow, this is this is our Justice League. And I enjoyed the fight that they had with Superman because yes, that's the way that that would have <laughs> gone. That's my favorite scene. That was, yeah, I was gonna that's say that's so the that Justice League by far. I still love that sitting that. on the lasso, the Flash moment. What, what, what I would have done with yeah. Justice League, oh, the Flash when Superman's like. What you doing? <laughs> they could have easily done the death and return of Superman in Justice League by having Superman come back and have the fight be Superman be the villain. If that scene in Superman was my favorite scene, I would love the third act And clearly, yeah. did you notice that he had his lip in that scene? Yeah, no. <laughs> so, so clearly that, that was an option. Scene. Yeah, exactly. I have never felt less more out of touch with reality than this winter with the critical reception of Justice League and Last Jedi. Two movies which I really, really enjoyed. Looking at the amount of hate that they're both getting, Justice League way more than oh, Star man. Wars, I was shocked. We uh, luckily got to go see this screening on the Warner Brothers lot. We were very early to see it, so mm-hmm. I didn't hear from anybody else how they were thinking it was. We went, we walked out, and we were like, well, really strong movie. Can't wait for people to like this. Adam and I, more so than Mike and Johnny, were like, we could see people having some qualms yeah, with it. Yeah, but I was thinking, see. like, maybe 70% Rotten Tomatoes. I yeah. was shocked with where this went. So I, I feel very lost. Like, they actually presented us something that had flaws but was a good product, and people mm-hmm. bashed it. Yeah. And well, I think that's just, like I said, a product of BVS more than Justice League. I think yeah, it's a maybe because it was just, um, you know, at a certain point it becomes cool to just bash something or I, cool. I, it got a I, Superman, though. I think, I think the yeah, thing that, was really that this, pro- this film had so much uh, on its shoulders from the beginning, and here's what really happened. This is how I see it when, you know, from how we do this show every week. It's like they were trying to tie together uh, BBS and Justice League, and they had a plan. They clearly changed their plan. We've heard that they wanted to fire Zack Snyder before Justice League. So we have a, a film that was already in production that had to then change the way that the future films were going to be when it was meant to be the, uh, the guiding post for future films. They had to change that and then brought in a new director. And I, I had no expectations. I thought... Joss Whedon was maybe going to save the film because I'm like, why would he want to get involved again after getting his ass kicked on Avengers 2? I heard him talk in Comic-Con. I'm like, if Joss Whedon's in here, maybe it's going to be good. But He got off Twitter. It, he was like, I can't even hang. Like, Exactly. So I thought know what a real they had good ideas. Even is. So it was a DC's well, house. Yeah. It, it, you know, so a lot of the things that people are complaining about, like it was too short, like they cut out Aquaman and stuff, I think that was more to service James Wan's film. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that they cut out Atlantis and all this stuff is because this Justice League became more of a standalone film and less of a gateway to the future of DC films, and they wanted to give jo- James Wan more his film and, that's and, 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 and take out Kiersey Clemens and, and open up what they, they might want to do everything. with Flashpoint. They just things are changing, yep. and this was a transitional film, but it was still I agree with you better than I thought it had any right to be. But also, my favorite scenes were Superman scenes, and I couldn't stand that freaking mustache, man. Superman. It really was disgusting. Oh, the villain and the mustache were hilarious. And so that that that's what, that villain, mustache no. keeps it from being rewatchable. Like villain... I don't want to rewatch that movie because of that. No, that that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you have to get over that. No, I, because I I, it, it doesn't. It's not too. beautiful. But the villain people are hating on so much, and to me, just for like, it didn't matter. The villain just really didn't matter. This was called the Justice League. It's about the Justice League. And by the way, spoiler alert: if you stayed for the post-credit scene, 
then you're excited then about you where our villains yeah. are No, going. and I agree with that. So, I just didn't like that the villain felt so much like Megatron. I was told to get a cookie to cheer Me- me up. Megatron oh, felt like... By, he felt, oh, the chat. No, the live chat also mentions... Uh, the live chat also mentions that it's an entire chat of Marvel and DC fans together, and it's all love in the live chat. So thank you guys for keeping it amazing. That so That's exactly cool. what I wanted this Draw to Draw blood! <laughs> so we're going to move on to uh, TV because of time, and we had in the present... Marvel TV was Punisher, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Runaways, The Gifted, and soon-to-be New Warriors going to be in the future. So, Punisher, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Runaways, and Gifted. That's a lot of great TV. We've clearly yeah, so evolved this. Run- runaways, Runaways. I'm loving Runaways so, right now. So, we'll start with Runaways. Sick. Runaways this is incredible. Right? Ryan, we know you're watching. Hit everything. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan we love the, you, too. Do you guys know the dad, Jeffrey Wilder, on Runaways? Yes. My favorite Huge character. Huge Marvel fan. He was a fan yeah. of our show and reached out, came on. He loves Marvel oh, movie news. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. So, he's a Marvel fan, but also a Marvel movie news fan. Ryan is my favorite character in the show. He's a great human being. We appreciate you. The um, show is dope. And the show's dope. It's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah. It's so good. I, I Did you surprised. guys watch the OC? Do you guys yeah. your generation? <laughs> I never <laughs> saw that stuff. This is like my first time watching the OC. Obviously, it was amazing. I am a little confused on why their mid-commercials are like, in LA, it's like you have so much to sell. Why is LA the thing that you guys are selling? I, I get that locations is really important, but like, Every it's literally it's a every it's commercial a break. Like here we are in LA. It's like what? Well, I guess everywhere else except for here is like yeah, like in LA. LA. So I, mean, is like LA. I, I literally don't even care. This show is dope, and it feels yes. like Los Angeles. If you're from here, you know how it feels, yes. and they captured that really well. I got invited mm-hmm. to the uh, premiere. You know, sometimes even for the streaming services, they have these mm-hmm. premieres, right? Mm-hmm. So I went and saw it in a theater. Right? So the Ooh, first episode so cool. of Runways, nice. and uh, Nico seeing her first scene when she had the headphones in. Mm-hmm. I started bawling like a little school yes. girl. I don't know what happened. Where she like listens to this whole thing that like Alex says yes. to her, and then she's just like headphones, and she walks away and, and pretends breaks that down. Been, yeah, oh, I'm getting choked up show. just talking about Aww. it. I was like crazy. It feels like teenhood. It yeah. feels like accurate. It doesn't feel wow. melodramatic. It doesn't feel out of place. It doesn't feel out of touch. I love how they humanize the parents. I mean, like when you actually like read the books, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about the kids, and and it's pretty much off Jump Street where it's then they go into their runaways and they're trying to you know balance out the force with uh, being superheroes to their parents' supervillains. But with this, we take the time to actually visit those great areas yep. that I mean, you get. You with see Nico's mom hysterical. Oh, Brittany Ishibashi, are you that, kidding me? That's like me? exactly what you're talking about. Yes. That is that great area yeah. where you're like. This is a stone cold woman, and yeah. then you're like, unless they don't let you have it, they yeah. don't let you just c- close the books on anybody, which is what keeps a What's great series going. And we yeah. need those adult, the w- female adults, to be strong because right now, I will say, the kid females are annoying. They are more <laughs> annoying than the male kids right now, <laughs> and I just want to be like, you, like Gert. Chill, bro. I know. You will get your man if you just chill. Like, no, no I like, like you're coming on too strong. Yeah, chill. Just back off. I also, just girl, but you just know breathe. her, though. She exists, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally yeah. that person. Everyone knows not, that person. Not, not everyone knows but that's that person. why I'm so glad the women are followers. It was my yeah. first... It it's like everybody knows show. Molly. I'm like, oh, Molly, girl, just chill out. It was the out. first show Brave. where I'm in between, like, that teen and adult. I don't have a kid, but I'm also not a teenager. And it was the first show I was like, oh, I'm identifying with the parents. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, it was like, am I the adult? I'm yeah. the adult! Yeah. And, like, it was the first time I, like, watched the show and I was like, oh, this is what it feels like. And I really appreciate the fact that I don't think the kids are dumb because they're so well written. Mm. But I definitely understand what the parents are doing to protect their kids. It's everyone's That's written well. That's the coolest well. part I hear, because I haven't read the comics, but I hear um, that Greg, what's the character's Vulcan? name? 
Oh, Chase? Greg Chase, Sulkin. Chase, yeah. that um, in the comics that he's a more broody dumb, world. but yeah. that's so cool that in this they were like, nope, you're wicked smart, dude. I, I, I don't know if <laughs> that's I, your greatest secret. I, it's like your boss is smart. I'm not oh, sure if I'm yeah. supposed to talk about it or not, but I'm going to do it anyway because we're live. Um, the, I got yep. to interview Greg for a thing, and uh, I was talking to Greg, and he said that everything leading up to the finale is just building up to the finale. This is all leading up to like a feature film finale. Everything at the end is just this giant crescendo of powers and like old lace and the idea that a show can be this important while it's leading up to a huge like I think that's situation. They took a good couple of episodes before they really got you in the supernatural which is what you gotta do. Like you have to be in the world of just these real people and then when it goes bug nuts supernatural you're on board for it because you're emotionally invested and like that's just character stuff which I think is what is the big defining trait of any of this comic book stuff done well versus not yep it's like building the characters and then the special effects take care of themselves or the fight or whatever a practical raptor a practical dinosaur yes so so smart like can we tell like Lace is one of the best things to happen in TV much less superhero TV I'm wondering how the millennials feel about that how do the younger people feel about the fact that it's a puppet tell us and not uh, uh, an animated. It looks better than Jurassic World did. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. budget, the, the the catering budget on Jurassic World is old lace, but she looks better. Yeah, but and clearly like they don't have World. the budget to do like a Game of Thrones <laughs> dragon. Rossi loves everything. <laughs> <laughs> really, not everything, but the things other people hate. I don't know. What Are you? Were you on the puppet dragon? No, no she likes she likes Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Real quick, Adam. Yeah, I guess technically I can, I am considered a millennial. Okay. Oh, what do you think? I, I love the puppetry. Yeah, I, I man. I love practical effects. I grew up with the thing, watching the thing, practical effects. So I'm glad that they use, uh, a, it's always best when they use a mix of practical effects and a CGI. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Because mm-hmm. it blends really well. Yeah, there's nothing like that tactile sensation. Like when you see that Jurassic Park dinosaur oh. like lying down like that. It just it makes all the other ones make sense. Like you know, for anybody listening on Yoda iTunes, too, right? Didn't they puppet Yoda? Yeah, this yeah. Time? Anthony yeah. and Boof. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, and, and thanks, thanks Anthony and Boof. Uh, and, and speaking of things being practical and mm-hmm. brutal, and that's a very Punisher. it's the stretch of a tangent. Yeah, it's a stretch of a tangent. Punisher is insanely so good. good. Maybe so my good. least favorite comic book character. Oh, I was like, where's the sentence going? <laughs> I've never liked the. Punisher as much as I like this incarnation of John it. And I've seen all of them. Doth Lundgren, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I do with my you favorite saw Dirty things. Laundry. <laughs> yes. That one's good. I like, I that's like my second laundry. favorite. Dirty Laundry. For me, it's Netflix and then Dirty Laundry are my Punishers. Oh, I like oh, Max, yeah. too. The Max stuff later on. But as a kid, Punisher was not my guy. And this... Is so good. I mean, just this guy playing this, you know, and when this, the way the story was told with the dichotomy of a of a post traumatic stress yes. situation, the and yes. matter handled and, so and it well. was ta- handled so delicately, and you know, they d- delayed, right? Didn't they did not talk about it at Comic Con because, because of all of the, the gun respect, violence? Yeah. yeah. And yet, when it came out, I didn't hear anyone saying that it was tone deaf, and it right. wasn't. No, it's, no it, it was really so realistic with it. I mean, it did what Jessica Jones did, like in a different way, where it, it discussed and embraced. PTSD and how that affects your life and the people around you. And it's like Punisher himself, he was so real. And I love how it started. It started with, he won. Everything, he won. His origin he took did place his off screen. I he, love that it was a year two story. Mm-hmm. He did everything. And then it's six months later, what does he have? 
And that's the beauty of the character is the last line of the show is the thesis statement of the series and you get to there and you earn it. And that's he's trapped. He's forever looking for what his next thing is. And I also love that it handled the most difficult subject matter while also never being too heavy where you felt like you couldn't keep watching. Like the scene of them in the van with the hoagie was was the funniest thing (laughs) I've seen in a long time. When you didn't give me one? Yeah, he's like, did you make me one? He's like, yeah, I love that too. Well, that scene was so funny. I love that too. And if you told me two years ago, like, hey, there's going to be a show out called Punisher, I'd be like, okay, I'm interested. You tell me I'm going to care about Micro. Okay, fine. You tell me I'm going to care about Micro's family. I'm like, you're lying to me. Yeah. I'm I so interested. I care about Billy Russo. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, the jigsaw. Yes. So, yes. right. What do Girl Interrupted, Catcher in the Rye, The Punisher uh, all have in common? Well, Roxy does this thing where when she loves something, she decides not to finish it. <laughs> so, okay. I, I am obsessed. I'm also, girl Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars is on that list. Nope. The book girl interrupted. So, I wait on things that I love. I hold the last episode. So I have not seen, I've watched in the first weekend, Punisher, until the last episode. I love it so much that I just am not willing to let it go yet. I do that with video games. I will play all the way up to like the final boss battle. How jealous are you of me? I still have it. You still have a new episode of Punisher. You still have a new episode. And it's a great episode. The final episode's incredible. It is so R-rated. It's so wrong. Don't be that jerk that tweets at me now. Well, audience, but we can all agree, Punisher, I would argue, is my favorite Netflix show. Mm -hmm. And I think the Netflix corner is my favorite of the MCU. It's so good. Like Netflix, Daredevil season one, Daredevil season two, Jessica Jones. It's so consistent. Like we were saying, we'd bring, we'd marry this, this person. Oh yeah. Punisher is definitely like, they're really good at with kids. Like, you know what I mean? It's like that like very important part of the relationship. Punisher is really good with kids. He was. He played football with that. I'm, nice I'm still very... <laughs> he's great with Deborah and Wall. That's what one thing is great. Like, the sweet scenes that with with uh, with Frank and these women, you know, yeah. whether it's Micro's yeah. family so, or Deborah so and Wall, it's like, he's so respectful, but he's just... <laughs> you get it. He's so that guy. Like, no creep yeah. vibe at no all. No creep like, vibe. He makes me want to be a better man, but he also, like, is fighting and does a barrel roll with a body to hide bullets. Like, yeah. what? Like, that's the fact amazing. That, like, the scene where he's like, that chase happens, I was like, oh, this show's an action show. Oh, right, I care about the family oh right it's yeah. about all this important subject matter like punisher was so and they integrated karen really well really well that's I, cool to say but i do love daredevil stuff too oh, I, I really love daredevil one and two are yeah because i'm not a i'm not a karen fan from daredevil i was more on board with this particular punisher because of how they they did her you know with the personality yeah i yeah. i would agree with that because my, my i know my girlfriend feels the same way she's not the biggest fan of her but to give her a totally different sort like of point of view, and there's still mis- mysteries with her right like yeah. didn't they yeah. set up things that she did in the past that have not paid off in like daredevil season one i think yeah, she's well, still enigmatic and that's good because she's not just a, a drug addict like she is in the comics at times she's usually a little thinner written and I really think that this show sets us up for a lot more and it also is just so smart I appreciate how intelligent it was uh, now speaking of very good written sh- uh, very smart shows The Gifted is so much better than I expected it to so be so I only mm-hmm. watched the first two and then I did fall off remember how I told you I yeah. don't give up on things okay yeah. so I lied sometimes no um, problem. but I'm hearing that I should keep going I just felt like they didn't grab me enough it mm. feels like a network show more than any of the other ones we've listed if you have the caveat of knowing it's a Fox show it does start to feel like a Fox show but I like the characters enough I'm in yeah, I feel like they wasted an actress in it, and then that had me be. It was a little Which bit one? more difficult. Um, uh, Amy, um, 
Oh, dear God. Uh, she was uh, an angel. Uh, Did they kill her off on the show? Or? No, no, no. Like the actress herself. I felt like they needed to give her something meatier. Oh. She she played um, Strucker's wife. The okay. chat room could actually tell me. Amy Acker. Okay. Oh, yeah, there yeah. we go. Thank there you. There you go. Wow, thank they you, were right you, on thank that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, that happens to me a lot. I forget people's no, names. No, that's great. And so. you had more people still with Amy Acker. <laughs> they were typing for placement on that. Yeah, uh, but I feel like, I mean, you have this. She's an incredible actress. She has such a body of work. I mean, I loved her alone in um, Angel. She played two different characters, um, completely different from each other. If you haven't watched Angel, I do recommend. I haven't. I do recommend. And who is she on Gifted? Because I've seen like four of Gifted or five of Gifted. She's the wife. She's yeah, the mom. she's supposed to be a oh, doctor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, in okay. it. yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, I felt like maybe there were too many parents. Maybe have one of the parents get captured or something. I also fell off after the second episode, so I'm kind of. I like, just oh, you're not caught up on Gifted. I'm not either. caught up. I just gifted. jumped back in. I'm two behind, but I'm now up to seven or whatever. And I, I feel like once oh, I accepted oh, oh. it was a network show, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, here we are. Like yeah. once it hit network, I was in. So since yeah. I'm going to watch it, uh, let's move on to yes. Agents of Shield. Okay. Yes, it I just started back up, so watch? it's present. I just started season one, so you're this in the past. I know, and you're like binging I, it. It is my past. Call right back now. to season one. This is not going to mean much to you, but where the hell is Deathlock? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're in space, right? But he's been gone for a long <laughs> yeah. time. Well, Ghost Rider Nobody's Bond mentioned Wait, the word now, Deathlock. Are they not only in space but in the future, like way in the yeah. future? There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, uh, the Ghost Rider stuff was the best the show has been for me, just because it was like sort of a mainstream ish. But even Ghost Rider is still kind of a B character, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> my problem with Agents of Shield is just like there's really nobody from the comics that I can really sink my teeth into. There's no main characters, and. They, I, I, I've watched almost every episode. I'm like one behind, so I've stuck with it. But it doesn't totally feel like Shield from the comics to me. How great is Agent May though? She's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and, and I love Quake Melinda as well. Mayweather. Quake, yeah, she's Quake. Quake. She's so good. Yeah, she like, kicks ass. And, I, every time I see her, and I'm like, that's Mulan. I just love it. She's Mulan. Yeah, that's Mulan. Oh no that's way! Her in the Mulan. Oh, man. That's her, she's not playing the live action Mulan. Oh, she voices she's Mulan. She's Mulan. Mulan. She voices Mulan. Wow. wow. Disney. Wait, when she was OG, fine? OG Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> she's like. Oh, Agent May. You're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Quake. Not Quake. No, no. We're okay. we two different. Gotcha. I was like, what's happening right now? Because Quake's yeah. half Asian. Okay, oh. so I thought it could have been a Mulan. Mulan. No, now, she the... voices Mulan. I'm pretty positive you guys have me second guessing, but I think so. I love Coulson. I love that actor. I love that it stays separate of the Marvel Universe, but touches on it occasionally. I think it's a. It's also another yeah, network. That's cool. A network show, and I'm not big on like network tone, so I don't have much to say about it. But I do think that uh, Agents of Shield fans are some of the coolest people. They get it's, they're so into it. Like they it's, are. it's such a passion. It. Yeah. The problem yes. is we are really spoiled beyond all the comic book shows with such great streaming shows Netflix, and stuff like this. Like Runaways uh, and, and the Netflix stuff is more my. Runaways comes out, yeah. and I'm, I'm new. Runaways comes out, like you know what you like by what you actually watch, and when you see stuff building up, yeah. and I'm like, I kind of want to watch that Runaways. Runaways right is now. Where, yeah. like, Runaways is the perfect Runaways. young adult show, and then oh. all the Netflix stuff is my binge. I and I got a couple of Shields, and I'm like, all right, when am I going to catch up on my Shields yeah. and like my 20 CW shows? You know, it's a great time to catch up. <laughs> Christmas time. Oh, it is. Yeah. Look at this Christmas like, special. Yeah, this entire this entire special. No, just yeah. watch everything of present TV. You guys, like I said earlier, we have DC a lot going on. Has been yes, running the TV game. 
Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and say Ooh. this. Crossover X with Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, Legends. You guys yes. also have Lucifer and Gotham. Go! Yikes. Oh, God. It's so good. Our crossover episodes were amazing. A lot of people said that the crossover was better than actual Justice League was. Uh, and I do, and I don't know if that's There's true. There's an argument to be made But there. I do feel like it was super earned. Like, we've been watching these shows for a really long time. So to have that four-hour crossover was like... It's just so cool to do. Yeah. I, I, I run out of patience with the shows that do 22, 23 episodes a year. A I lot. just feel like but the story gets drawn out. we love actors who get paid for sure, that. They're mm-hmm. good, but mm-hmm. the yeah, fact yeah, that... They're great. Thanks. The fact that this crossover just told a story... <laughs> yeah. ...shows that these writers do know how to and write. And they're thinking and, so far and, ahead. And they use their budget great, like... I just don't like the way the stories are drawn out that long. I'm sorry. Like, it loses me. And I, I'm, like, three episodes behind a lot of the CW shows. But I jumped ahead to watch the crossover. And I was super engaged. And I thought it was amazing. I thought the way they used the special effects were great. I thought the Ray was amazing. I, it was it was so good. We're losing a lot of our actors from Legends, though. And we're switching things around. And I like Legends. Legends is sort of Legends my favorite show. Because it, it, it can be sort of anthology. And yeah. less, like, okay. has to be less like a, 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 you know, a procedural. If you're only going to watch one, that's the one because it's just like whack out of this world. And that's what I think is I amazing that, that, that they've yeah. done mm-hmm. is they've not only built all these shows separately, they build them together and all the characters work together and the network trusts them to have a four hour, like the budget on that must have been yeah. crazy. And I really think it's a testament yeah. to where Comicdom is, like where this is. Like, and Berlanti Comicdom knows is... this world who famously wrote Green Lantern way in the dark of Christmas past. Yeah. But this guy is like a super nerd for DC and obviously they went through a tremendous thing with Kreisberg right now. CW is like, like a, a WB network. I mean, obviously, but CW is like a DC network now because of Aaron Berlanti. Yeah. You know what I mean? Berlanti's reshaped. And now what with that Black is. Lightning coming there. Oh That's, my sorry, God. Black Lightning. Well, we're, we're getting there. So, Gotham. <laughs> Gotham is really strong, finally. I, 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 honestly, I really believe it. I really? It's lost all of its viewers at this point because mm. it teased, like, it did everything it could to make you want to leave. It was like, we dare you. Go ahead. We dare you. Turn it off. Uh, Maybe. And everyone did. And then it was like, just kidding. We're actually going to be a dope show now. How's the kid from Shameless as the Joker? Is he? He is um, now we're coming back Is he into the Joker, it. though? It's yeah. always, yeah. Is he? Cameron, is he not? Cameron Monaghan. Yeah. He's a talented actor. Oh, he's so good in Shameless. I don't understand why they're doing anything with him or what Uh, but I don't mind him so that's cool Lucifer is I think my favorite of the DC shows alright this show is Rad, and yeah. you can catch up at any point. Like, just jump in. That's what I need so to catch good. up on. Too. That's uh, what I need to watch. Like, gory and weird, and you're like, mm. can you show that on network television? <laughs> Two weeks ago, something happened where I was like, uh, uh I'm literally positive you're not allowed to what's show the, that. What's the premise of it? So it's this guy, Lucifer, who is the devil, who mm-hmm. is here. Um, he's been sent here from hell, and he is trying to escape his angelness because he's an angel. Okay. And he is dealing with people. He's not allowed to kill anybody because no angels can kill people. But he's like granting wishes for people. So people, oh. he can say to somebody, what's your greatest desire? And they say it to him, and he's works but like in sneaky ways to try oh, to wish it. And he's also kind of now thing. on the police force but nobody knows. He's a vertigo devil. character yes. from like the Neil Gaiman yeah. verse. Oh I yeah. like this. That era. Oh, it's like yeah. the it's Lucifer so good. Thank you. Those are those and, are the key words. Yeah. <laughs> and they just introduced Kane as a character which is really cool too. Like Kane and Abel. 
Oh, that's cool. Oh, okay, yeah. so quick. Because I, I went to wrestling. So and I'm, quick I'm summation. Uh, quick summation. How'd you guys feel about this season of Flash, Supergirl, and Arrow Legends individually? Like the actual four shows. Uh, okay, so I really love uh, um, uh, Manu Bennett. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, as uh, Deathstroke. Yeah. I, I love that guy on Spartacus. How do you think like, Joe Mangiliano's going to do? What's that? How do you think Mangiliano's going to do? For Deathstroke. Well, I liked him in the 12 seconds I saw him. He's <laughs> yeah, like, real right? good. When, when he was standing there. I liked you know, him I thought, as Alcide. I, like, I mean, that's that's he's got presence, man. He's got movie stars. Charm, media you know? game too. I like his yeah. hype for it. That's for sure real. And yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, other than that, like I said, like the shows, like I just I don't find the CWDC shows as engaging as I would like. And and with the amount of content, the amount of time I can spend watching TV or like living life is like yeah. getting limited, and the competition is getting high. So like we said, Runaways are a big surprise. When Hulu announced Runaways, yeah. I was like, this might be great, and then it is great, it and is I consistently great. am drawn to it. Yeah. So it goes yeah. Legends of, this season alone. Yep. Legends of Tomorrow is number one. Then it's Flash. Then it's Supergirl. Then it's Arrow. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that Supergirl's now my number three because it was my number one for the last couple of years. Okay. Uh, and I'm actually enjoying the Rain storyline, but the other two shows have stepped up their game while Supergirl has remained the same. Perfect. All, All right. right. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Now, Can't only... wait for... Oh, wait. We're yep. getting into the are winter. Are and are now it's time for the Ghosts of Christmas comic mispresent. Future. 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 <laughs> we just did the present. But now you're in the future, which is your present future. Whoa, it all makes present sense. Retroactively. Yes. Flashpoint. Okay. <laughs> Time for the ghosts of Christmas Miss Future. Okay, now, so we're talking movies. We're talking movies. DC is going to head us off. In oh. the future of DC, we have confirmed Aquaman, Flashpoint, Batman Solo. It's confirmed, but it's wiggly. We also have <laughs> we have a shakeup that's coming. We have a Batgirl, a Shazam, mm-hmm. 87 Harley Quinn movies, mm-hmm. and Man of Steel. Two yep, maybe. S- with a director, Ish. theoretically a director I love dearly, and Henry Cavill mm. and a great Superman. Maybe. maybe what do we got? Um, well, Aquaman is the only DCU film next year, okay. which points Looking to. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, again, to get back to the whole Justice League thing and the shakeup thing, it's like I felt like they knew that they were switching strategy, which means that they had to slow down their output because they were changing the way they were making these films. Mm-hmm. I think James Wan almost walked away from Aquaman. And then at the end, decided to make the film because he got the uh, approval over the, the filmmaking process that he wanted. I think the same things happens with Matt Reeves. Yeah. Because we're talking about the future. Mm-hmm. So I think that Justice League, unfortunately, I can't believe it didn't do as well. It, it did as poorly as it did because it was better than, I think, some of the other films that it crushed like it at the box office. To me, Justice League felt yeah. like an annual, and now we have yeah. new news titles. Well, like the, okay. the, the last comics that come out when they're cleaning up before you launch yeah. New 52 or Rebirth A or something. Up annual. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think. I'm very optimistic about Aquaman, very optimistic about Shazam, extremely optimistic about Flashpoint, as I think it will be Ben Affleck's last Batman, and when he was talking about the way he wanted to transition, I think that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm optimistic about the future. All in on Aquaman. Also pretty excited for many other of the movies we have slated. Wonder like Woman Shazam, 2. Yeah. Wonder Woman yeah, 2 Wonder on Amp. It's just not next year, so of I course, it, so. Right. Patty. Uh, but what I'm not excited for is Flashpoint. I think it's too soon for a Flashpoint film. I don't understand why we're going Flashpoint. It's not fair. Ezra Miller was my least favorite of the Justice League, not just because of his performance, because I think he's a very talented performer, but because of the character. It just was awkward and didn't quite fit for me. And now we're going into a Flashpoint movie where I haven't even met his girlfriend. I don't even know his yeah. life, and now we're yeah. Flashpointing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I get it as a good way to let's see Batman out the door. Although I think it's even more confusing that we're going to have Jeffrey Dean Morgan in there during Flashpoint, and then we're going to have 
and Nightwing take over as Batman. Right. Yeah. We're going to do three Batmans or in Jake three consecutive Hall years. Or... What's mm-hmm. happening here? Yeah. So uh, that uh, I'm worried about that, but I'm excited for the future of DC, especially if we keep doing James Wan, Patty Jenkins, New Blood. Bold directors with Not, vision. Yes. Like yes. strong directors. These are all brilliant directors. Because we're they, interested in their point of view, right? Yes. That's what we McKay. want. I mean, that's why you have Joss, it's Joss Whedon, right? Yeah. Doing Batgirl. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. As far it's as like we that stand is, now. That is a strong point of view, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a really strong point of view. And, and look at his track record when it comes to like uh, writing females or having strong females. You know, you have Buffy, you have... And I it's know. And Joel Silver producing a Joker movie. Like, I know. There's a lot of big stuff. There's and a lot of stuff, but it's all floating out there yeah. and the thing is mm-hmm. the difference with the with the MCU versus DC is like Kevin Foggy would never allow the even the whisper of any of those films to be out there unless it was already confirmed and they knew that where it was going. Right. DC makes no announcements. They're like backdoor side I heard from someone here. There's no mouthpiece. There's nobody really speaking to it. And because, Jeff Johns just got demoted pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I mean okay. it's well, well I, I mean listen, Jones. there's it, uh, who does it? It's <laughs> there's no um there's no confidence built up there. So there's a lot of potential ideas but right now you ha- you don't have confidence in the brand mm-hmm. and you don't have people knowing what that product is going to be that's why like a third Thor movie when most people didn't like the second one can still crazy. crush because it's like ah They'll get it right because they're Marvel. I'd go Batman Beyond at a flashpoint. I'd just take it out in a weird world, Ooh. have the Wachowskis direct it, make it a speed racer tone crazy madness, and cast someone new and young. Love but they're Batman scared. Beyond. They don't have, you need to be that what bold. Do you, do with your you Nightwing need film? confidence. That, that can be the modern day. Have future Batman Beyond, have you know, present day Nightwing. Because screw it. I would love for them to have a Then it's different film. at least. You know, if we could have a film with well, Oracle, that could be in a Gotham like City Sirens or something want? like that. For for Oracle, yeah. oh god, I don't know. I, I'd go with somebody fresh and new. Um, yeah, I'm not really great at casting off the top of my head. Yeah, no, they, I really I have to. I have to actually <laughs> think about it. But yeah, but I mean, thinking of that, I mean, uh, I forget the name of the uh, the graphic novel that I read, but it was. Uh, well, in any case, it was like Oracle Origins type of yeah. thing, but I think it was um, slightly off the the actual path of it. But in any case, with having it be where she goes through everything that she does, and she's still trying to be a support system for Batman and trying to hold up everything that had to do with Gotham at the same time, I was like, how do you not tell the story already? How is this not something huge or like a TV series or at least an animated series where we have her? I mean, not only is it pretty good representation for having somebody uh, who's handicapable and then is also genius level and mm-hmm. had to do all of her superheroine you know, stuff before, but she also has to continue her life past that point. And they have talked about having Cyborg be a representation for handicapable people yeah. and mm-hmm. what exactly that would look like in the future, but I agree. I mean, it's, that would be a great It's confusing story when you have like Chris McKay talking about casting the Nightwing film and no one knows where that Nightwing where is going to be born out of or what it means yeah. or or where or what the Matt Reeves movies are going to be. And the Teen show that keeps popping up and out. And so like, just so oh, much, Teen there's just so much uncertainty. So we know I, the Teen next Titans. couple of films are going to be good. I mean, right. next year, like I said, there's only one film, one. so a lot's going to happen in the next year for the infrastructure. Next year's Comic Con's going to be nuts for you guys. And we also like we get Zach Levi and The Rock and Shazam. We get all this stuff. Well, not The Rock the is not confirmed for Shazam. He's going to be in a Black Adam stand alone. That's what they're talking about. Who knows what will happen? I will say he's one of those actors that I'm happy with him doing DC and also Marvel so I just want him to The Rock yeah, I just want him to do everything, and I, I want him to bring Kevin Hart with him. <laughs> he, well, he doesn't have any uh, Marvel yet, right? No. Yeah, not as far as I know. 
No, she's just uh, Kevin Hart is no, going to find himself do, in one of those oh, universes. Oh, he's dude, He's going to be like, he's just deciding which one. I mean, yeah, I want, I want him somewhere. to be like the Q character for some superhero. Yeah, that somewhere. would be cool. Like, That'd be a lot of fun. That would be really great. So that would be your uh, your your bold lineup of a lot of question marks and maybes. And, uh, of course, Aquaman and Flashpoint are locked in. But over the course of uh, the future... Uh, I so this is is Marvel's uh, next year. We have uh, Black Panther, New Mutants, Infinity War, Deadpool two, Ant Man, Wasp, Venom, X Men, Dark Phoenix, and Spider Verse. I'll see yeah. myself out. So, yeah. <laughs> but you guys, have a, you guys have a younger universe. You have a younger universe. It's it's, it's figuring. It's getting its feet. Hey, uh, that's what you say to basketball teams that are not doing well. <laughs> you got a younger team. There's a lot of room for growth. Uh, yeah, you guys have a great. I give, yeah. no no. Like I said, yeah. t- look at the TV we just listed. You guys are running TV. Y'all are hitting on TV and We're, like animated series yeah. oh my god and I, and I, I love you like want billion dollar blockbusters screw TV I keep being like Runaways and Punisher Runaways and Punisher you guys are like we've got 82 network shows he's stupid yeah. what a big blockbuster movie that everybody <laughs> I like how accessible DC is for like TV and animated yeah. I yeah, love really the Suicide is. Squad animated movie you guys having great movies means that that movies are good. No, but that that's a good thing for DC, for Marvel, for Star Wars, for any franchise that there is. Not even just franchise, movies. The better movies are, the better other movies are trying to step up their game. Absolutely. Yeah. So Black Panther looks so freaking it, good. Oh my god. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like, so and good. Infinity War is after that. <laughs> right. It is yeah. so, it's gonna be so me, good. So me walking by Michael B. Jordan this week. Uh, right. In a very skinny hallway. Where what? Just the two of us. <laughs> Matt Soho House and he's walking by and we're in that narrow hallway where there's like you couldn't look away you couldn't so I'm just staring him down and he looks at me and we walk and he goes hello and I was like hi and then I thought to myself I was like why did he say hello to me? Oh my god, this is amazing! And then I was like, oh, because he's a nice human being, and that's what you do when you walk by somebody. And that is the whole story. But I like don't get that starstruck, and I was like, mouth on the ground, holy crap, oh roly. I next year realized so cute. Next year, there's only Jan- January is the only month there isn't a Marvel property dropping on other film or TV, which is really. Insane. And, and, and who did you guys December. cast as like Marvel? Wow. I know that's 2019. Uh, Jude, Law. Uh, Jude Law. Yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> so you know, like, no, no screw you guys. Really good. You might have heard of them. Uh, Jude. Uh, I think it's Jude Law. They're telling me. Jude yeah. Yeah, and um, you know what? Chances stupid. are, uh, depending on how that deal works out, maybe we do get Super Scroll. <laughs> I, what you know? I love about this Ooh. deal right now is now Rogue can absorb Captain Marvel and we can actually get Rogue powers and stuff like that. That like, is this a deal fact. Is Listen, as as I wanted to like, tell you, so with regard to that deal, I'm actually the only one at the table that might become unemployed by this deal because <laughs> I do a show called High FX Sticks. Movie Download and I don't know if there will be an FX in a couple <laughs> years, okay? But I'm still, as a fan, I'm like... Yeah, unemployment, but I'm going to get to see uh, a Hulk and Thing fight and maybe a Wolverine Hulk throwdown. Like, yeah, life's good. I'll get another job. Childhood legacy job. <laughs> what do you want? I'm glad Sorry. you feel that way, but the fact that five to 10,000 jobs are going to be lost is no... It's no freaking joke, man. This is mm. a, this is huge, and yeah. monopolies like, are you're not lucky a good thing. because you have diversified your career enough that you'll be fine. And like, I actually don't know if that show is going anywhere. We don't know. FX has some amazing shows, so Absolutely. as a consumer, even that's not I something like that's I would want to see. I love FX. I love Fox, and I'm confused about what's going to happen to Gotham and Lucifer, which both shows, mm-hmm. by the way, I said I love because there's no way that they're going to let Disney take but, them. But the thing, Fox. I, I heard that Fox uh, that Disney doesn't own the Fox network now. No, they. they they have the entertainment division, but and, Fox and the cable news is, ones, news and sports is what they're keeping. But no, they're but getting, they are to they're getting everything scripted. else because like the broadcast network, because one. Disney owns ABC. I heard that they couldn't acquire Fox the network as well because you couldn't have multiple networks. But what I heard was mm. that they could get.
get the cable channels. Interesting. And haven't people been people haven't been talking about they're that? They're getting that, to pluck their shows. Yeah, well, they'll have the studios that produce a lot of the shows, but the ownership of the network itself, I believe that is some kind of monopoly situation. Yeah. Uh, But that's not, that doesn't apply to FX, FXX, and of course the studios, the animation, Blue Sky Animation, that that produce all that stuff. Um, Do you guys think that they will keep like 20th Century Fox as a studio to make normal adult movies? I think think that would be so smart for them to do, because think about it, Disney is, they're they're a brand of kindness, you Mm -hmm. know? They're the kind brand. When you think of Disney, you think a yeah. certain specific. You don't think of something like Logan or Deadpool right. or um, the you awesomeness need to have a of the Black Panther. Yeah. But, but it's, yeah, if they keep something like that and then just well, keep Miramax, on producing so it. Pertaining, movies, but pertaining you know, to like, the Marvel movies, I've already heard that, yes, Bob Iger said that Deadpool will keep its R, R rating in tone, but do you think they'll do like a max line of I Marvel films or something so like that? I think they easily could Moon and Knight, it would be Deadpool, smart. X-Force. That's Moon what I want. Knight, Moon, oh like, I want them to do a separate... We're talking about like the raid. so many releases, though, and what you guys have to remember is now they were competing with themselves. Yeah, that's yeah. my concern. So my concern from the beginning out. was Fox had their own universe. They could put out a movie three times Which, a from year. the DC point of view, means that in two years, I feel like there'll be a more equitable amount of Marvel versus yeah, DC I films. Agree. Not next mm-hmm. year, but DC is going to be really quickly at I'd the point where there'll be three and four coming out. Yeah, in 2019 mm-hmm. and 2020. I'd say 2020, they're going to be neck and neck, and I also think because of the way Fox has structured their world, they can't catch up as fast, even in the Marvel brand because it wouldn't be fair to the Marvel properties laid out so far ahead. And when the Schneikies is Reed Richards going to show up in the Marvel oh, Universe? Coming. And how is that going to happen? Cast on today's oh, show. I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. It is uh, coming. So we have all those movies. I'm yeah. really excited and for... Black, I mean, Panther, Black Panther, Black Panther. Black Panther, Black Panther. Black Panther. Uh, we've got The New Mutants. Obviously, it looks like a horror movie. Infinity Wars this summer. Deadpool 2 yeah. is going to be hilarious. Yes, I'm so uh, excited for Deadpool 2. I love Deadpool so I much. Deadpool. my boy. Deadpool's my Deadpool. guy. So Deadpool 2, do you think it will have any kind of backlash like we talked about before? It's like they already built what it is. You're not going to be a surprise by it. So, be, no matter what, people are going to complain that it's either a rehashing or not as funny. But I think just like Guardians, it's going to be as good. But they're going to be there's no way to reinvent the world. I, I think it's going to be a beautiful Green continuance. Lantern joke. I, I think they're like, going to do Deadpool one jokes. I think they're going to do. You know what I, I, mean? I, I think, think it's going to be. I love it. I love it. I, love it. I think yeah, the action's going to be so sick. I think they're oh, going to like shot, have some. I think great. we're going to see some more mutants in it. I yeah, think we're going to see some more now. besides. The, well, they can well, backdoor the I pilot. mean, for Deadpool 2. Right. Yeah. Why they not? have the backdoor pilot for the entire X Men universe is now Deadpool 2 and X Force. I think the thing is going to show up in it. Oh. I know there so, was okay, at we, least a version where that was going to happen. We need to do so, the fast forward uh, we also, here. Uh, DC TV, uh, you guys in the future are Black, Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Yes. Oh my God. I am so excited for that Crash show. Crash Williams, yo. so good. Yeah. That dope is. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. It's like a real superhero family. Like superhero. Like it's the real thing. And the nicest group of actors I've ever found. And the first season. Are always great so before they run out of stories to tell. Those first couple of seasons are always hot on fire. Also, Titans, we've Titans, been seeing Titans. these pictures. And Hawk and Titans. Dove, we've seen freaking Robin. Hawk, Hawk and Dove doesn't ah. look as dope as Robin looks. And Robin, Robin looks, looks amazing. amazing. And Robin looks incredible. But they all look mm-hmm. true to the comics, and they though. Look so, like, we trust our audiences to believe in comics. We're comic desperately running out of so time. We're running into the, the future. The, the final of the future is Marvel's TV, which is second seasons of Iron Fist and Luke Cage, second season of Jessica Jones, a cloak and dagger show, Marvel Rising, their animated entire universe, and Daredevil season. Three. Also, we have Krypton on Sci-Fi. Krypton Don't forget that. Oh yeah. my God! There's so much content. That is gonna be so good. So oh, this so has good. been a bold Christmas special Woo! from Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future. Thank you so much. All comic fans should love all comic fans and all comic properties. Marvel and DC uniting under love, and thank you guys so for being amazing. Love. We'll talk to you guys soon. Tweet us, like us, find us. Bye, internet. It's been a pleasure. Woo! From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.